This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is hit well in a center field. That one's carrying out at center. It's out of here! Oh, Johnny with a pinch hit home run! At the plate is Mike Trout, the pitch on its way, it's blasted out to dead center field! Out of here! Ball gets away! He's going to break for the plate! Ball game is over! The Angels with a walk-off win here in the bottom of the ninth inning! This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. Here's your host, Trent Rush. Oh my goodness, who's having some fun taking in some Angels baseball here to start the season? My name is Trent Rush. Welcome to the Angels Recap Podcast. Now we're taping this before the Angels wrap up their series with the Houston Astros on Tuesday. And it's now coming out today here on the off day Wednesday for the Angels uh, begin their first road trip of the season. But my goodness, every single night it's comeback after comeback with this Angels team. And man, it has been fun to watch. We got a busy program here for you on the Angels Recap podcast. What we're going to do, we're going to break down the first week, talk about the three out of four the Angels took against the Chicago White Sox. I think everybody discussing what Shohei Otani did on Sunday, Sunday Night Baseball, pitching and hitting in that game. We'll break that down and then we're going to hear from Angels General Manager Perry Manazian. So we had a a really good sit down with him. We're going to have all of that for you uh, coming up on the show today. While we talk about Shohei Otani, I got to say it was pretty controversial in that game. Kind of funny seeing and Twitter and the responses there. Shohei Otani um, had basically, you know, I don't know that he was cruising, but he certainly wasn't in any kind of trouble the first four innings for the Angels. And then while he was pitching in the fifth, uh, you could see the fastball was getting away from him. Now the velo was there, but the command wasn't. So he's clearly probably just going to finish that inning. That's what Joe Madden was hoping that Shohei Otani was going to be able to do. His pitch count was fine. He was kind of right in the middle of where you wanted that pitch count to be. I think he finished right around 90, which was probably about the top for what you wanted for Shohei Otani there. And then uh, just the, the wild play for those that missed it. Runners on second and third, and then a passed ball on a pitch that almost would have been a strike, uh, but Stassi wasn't able to bring it in, throws it down to first, that throw gets away, two-run score, and the Angels 3-1 to lead, all of a sudden becomes 3-3, and then at the end, Shohei Otani was standing on home as Abreu came sliding in, and Otani went to kind of jump up for a, a ball that was over his head, and got his legs taken out from under him, he got a little shaken up there, bounced right back up, was okay, told Joe Madden after the game, hey, I want to be in the lineup tomorrow. The Angels did not put him in the lineup the next day, though he did pitch hit in that game, got hit by a pitch, and then had like the stare down of all stare downs thrown right back at former Halo Joe Smith there. So uh, Shohei Otani's fine. He's doing well. But in that moment, it's just funny across baseball, there's a lot of talk about should Shohei Otani have been in the game there, and, and when you saw the command was starting to get away, well, why didn't Joe Madden pull him in that spot? Well, I'll tell you this. Shohei Otani talked about this. Joe Madden talked about his reasoning for it as well. And I completely agree with Joe for his decision. 
Shohei Otani said afterwards that because Joe allowed him to stay in the game, he felt confidence from his manager, and that's something that he can take with him moving forward. That's the whole point. That's all of it right there. And I know that some people have said, like, oh, Joe was just trying to get him a win. I, I think that maybe that's true, but it's not about the, the win stat itself. It's about believing in your pitcher to get out of a tightrope. It hits on a number of different levels. You know, how are you ever supposed to get out of a jam if you're not putting one in the first place early in the season? And because it's his first start, the Angels have talked all offseason, all spring training, how, you know, the kid gloves are off with Shohei Otani. There's no more bubble wrap on Shohei. Time to let this guy compete. Let competitors compete. That's what the Angels want to do. So the Angels let Shohei Otani compete in that spot. I loved it. I thought it was refreshing. And, you know, he almost got out of it. And in fact, you know, he should have gotten out of it because he got a third strike. It was strike three, and that's when two runs scored on the strikeout. So he got the strikeouts. It worked. It was a, a fluky play after that. And the Angels would go on to win the game, so you didn't have to worry about that part. But even in that moment, I, I understand why that was controversial to some. I know why some people said, hey, it was getting away from Shohei, pull him out. Maybe if it's September, maybe if it's a playoff game, you do it then, not in April, because that sets a tone for the rest of the season. That also shows Shohei that Joe's got his back, and Shohei felt that. He's going to let him get out of it. And I talked to Joe about it the next day, and Joe said straight up, he goes, you know, the other part of this, yes, it's about sending a message. Yes, it's about having confidence in my guy, you know, and, and wanting Shohei to feel that love and, and all that. Yeah, that's all part of it, sure. The other part of that, which Joe Madden said was, there was nobody else I thought had a better chance to get an out right there than Shohei Otani against the Brayu for a third time, and he got the strikeout. I mean, more than anything else, Joe Madden said, that was the dude that I wanted. I wanted Sho- If I could pick anybody to be in that spot right there in that moment, it was Shohei Otani. And Shohei got the job done. It was a weird play after that, and fortunately Shohei is okay. But what an incredible night. So I know that that storyline and, and the controversy there with should he have been taken out, should he have been taken in. I told you, you know, I loved the move. I loved Joe basically showing not just Shohei, but the entire pitching staff. He's got his dude's backs. Love that. But also, how phenomenal was it watching Shohei Otani? Are you kidding me? Hits that home run in the first inning, 450 feet, and then within five minutes, Throws a 101-mile-an-hour fastball and a 450-foot homer. We have never, ever, ever seen anything like this, dude. And I think Shohei Otani is going to be able to be a solid pitcher for the Angels. We all know what the bat can do as long as he gets that command. Now, I don't know how often we're going to see Shohei go really deep into games, but as long as Shohei is commanding the fastball, this guy can be special. Now, I, I don't want to be hyperbolic when it comes to Shohei. He started the Angels' fourth game of the season. Right now, Shohei Otani is the Angels' number four starter. Let's not talk about Shohei as being the ace. Maybe we don't. I don't think we need to talk about Shohei Otani as being, you know, a Cy Young contender. I think we can pump the brakes on that. While at the same time, appreciate what Otani's trying to do on the mound, what he's trying to do, you know, being a two-way player at a high level, understanding what the potential is for Shohei Otani, and let him grow into that. The hype machine is real with Shohei Otani. And and I would admit, I've been guilty of that as well with Shohei because you see things like the 102 or, or 101 mile an hour fastball in a big league game and then he hits a 450 foot home run. How do you not get excited about that? 
How do you not think how amazing is this guy? He is incredible. But I do think it is important to let Shohei develop as a pitcher. This guy's got enough on his shoulders already. I, I, I'm not one that wants to say, hey, let, you know, Shohei has to be the ace of the staff. That, that's not true. Shohei right now is the number four starter. And I'm looking forward to seeing him develop. And maybe by the end of the season, it's a different case. But I think right now, you know, let, let's just let Shohei become a pitcher. Shohei, Shohei right now is, is a lot of thrower than he is pitcher. But I, I do think the pitcher part is going to come. And I'm really excited for that. And we all know that Shohei Otani can straight up mash. And just how amazing it is to watch him at the plate. Jared Walsh, first four hits of the season, all tied the game or gave the Angels the lead. Hits the walk-off three-run homer on Sunday Night Baseball the other night. Jared Walsh is making a case right now that it, it's almost impossible to pull him out of the lineup. The way Jared Walsh is swinging the bat last September, to right now, how about since September the 4th of last season, nobody's hit more home runs in all of baseball than Jared Walsh. That was a stat that blew me away. Very impressive for Jared Walsh. And you he's got to play first base like every day. And I know he's played some in the outfield, and, and that could be you know what the Angels ultimately do sometimes. If you know Albert is swinging a good bat right now, you still want Albert to get in there and be uh, productive. I thought on Monday night when he went the other way to lead off the eighth inning, you know, the heavy shift was on over the left side, and he just punched it over into right field. Love that from Albert Pujols. I mean, the Angels are hitting to all fields. They're playing. You know, I know Joe calls it the 1985 baseball. I think it's deeper than that. But I, I do think that that is clearly part of, you know, what the Angels are trying to do. If you can totally understand what 1985 baseball is, and it's not, it's not just about playing an old-school game. I think it's about playing hard. I think it's about hitting to all fields. It's about playing the baseball we all grew up with. And I think it's been really exciting watching the Angels play that way. And there's a lot of veteran players that are clutch on this team. But what do you do at first base? I mean, with Jared Walsh being as good as he's been, and I'm telling you, I think Jared Walsh is going to get all-star votes. I mean, I don't know that he's going to make the all-star team, but Jared Walsh will be getting a lot of all-star votes this year. I have a strong feeling about that. I mean, he's got to be the easy everyday first baseman for the Angels. And Albert Pujols is going to play some, and when the Angels put him in the lineup, you know, you're trying to you're trying to bottle up the very best of Albert Pujols. You know, maybe it's, you know, 70 games. You try to get the, the very best 70 games for Albert, get him in the lineup. And he's looked good to start the season. Like, you can't knock Albert at all. You're just that excited about Jared Walsh. I get that. You know, but with Shohei Otani as a DH, it's going to be hard to, to, to navigate that and, and how Joe is ever able to get everybody in the lineup. I mean, that, that's going to be one of the talking points all season long. But the way Jared Walsh is playing right now, I don't know how you can not have him in the lineup. I mean, he has been that good. You know, maybe against lefties, you, you get Albert in there more. But, you know, Jared Walsh has proven he can hit left-handers too. So, what a great story he is. I, I just think it's been really fun to watch that. The Angels' bullpen has been outstanding. Look, I, there have been some defensive miscues and areas to clean up. Absolutely. The Angels have not played perfect baseball here to start the season. But I tell you what, they have played fun baseball. They've played exciting, energizing baseball. And, man, we can feel the fans here. I mean, the, the Angel, anybody that's been to a game so far this year, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know if, if, if y'all were – just so tired of sitting at home watching baseball on the tube or listening on the radio that you just couldn't wait to explode when you get to the Big A. But, you know, crowds have been limited. I mean, we're only getting, I think, a max of like 14,000 or just under that is allowed at the ballpark. 
But the fans that are here are making some big-time noise, making their presence felt, and it goes to show even more, I think, how you know unreal of a season last year was. And I think, you know, the 60 games, they can't even call it a season. It was bogus now, especially when you see what real baseball looks like. And that's what we're getting with this Angels team now. And the Angels are good. The Angels can swing it. The Angels are playing with confidence. Angels starters, for the most part, have done enough to keep the Angels in games. The bullpen, I think, is going to be a lot better than people think. And this lineup is outstanding. The Angels are a good baseball team. Angels fans recognize that. I know we're only like a week into the season, but it has been a blast watching this Angels team. It was just as exciting of a week as I can remember at the Big A. I mean, to get things started. And, and through five games, the Angels win four of their first five games, um, matching the second-best five-game start in club history. Only five other times, excuse me, only four other times have the Angels started 4-1 and one or better. Love that. Uh, absolutely love that right there, seeing this Angels team play with heart, fire. They're never out of games, and, and you can feel the energy of the fans that makes this thing happen. Everyone talks about the vibe. Everyone talks about the culture. A lot of times those are buzzwords. With the Angels, it's real, and I'm into it. I'm digging it, if I'm going to quote Joe Madden right there. All right, now let's talk with a guy that, that's running the whole show here, and that's the general manager of the Angels, Perry Minazzi, and he and I spoke on Monday night, and here now is our conversation. We are being joined now by the Angels general manager, Perry Manazian, who's seen his team uh, get off to a pretty good start. He's got to be excited about that. He's with us right now. Perry, I do want to get some of your thoughts, first impressions on what you've seen uh, from this Angels club here in a small handful of games. Yeah, it was an exciting first series. Saw a lot of quality things. First and foremost, just the way we played. We played hard. Uh, It was a team that um, gave full effort all four games, and obviously there's a lot of talented players here, but the effort level was off the charts, and that's a credit to our manager and our coaching staff and, uh, and to the players. You know, it's a really good group. I thought we, thought we played well and look forward to seeing how we do against Houston. I tell you what, just as somebody watching the game and being in the ballpark here on this first homestand, the intensity has been off the charts. I don't know if you felt it, too. It, it seemed to me like, man, there was a, a real great baseball energy here to start the season. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, we felt it in the, you know, pre-series meetings. You know, we do advanced meetings where we talk about the, our opponent and how we're going to attack them and how they're going, how we think they're going to attack us and, just the input the players were giving each other and kind of putting together a game plan and things to look for. I mean, there was some intensity uh, pregame. And we've got a lot of professionals. We've got guys that have been around the block and have done some things throughout their careers. It's, it's a really good mix of veterans and that are sprinkled in with some youth. And, uh, you know, I think day in and day out we'll be prepared to play. Perry, I would imagine as a general manager, you spend the entire offseason kind of game planning what you want this team to look like and obviously making all kinds of moves to get this team ready to go. Then you get into spring training and you see, see start, some of that start to come to fruition. Well, then the regular season hits and you don't know exactly what this team's going to be. You certainly have an idea of what you hope it can be. To this point, what are some of the things that you've seen in this team right now that are, are maybe part of the plan that you had all along and maybe some things that maybe have surprised you a little bit so far? Yeah, and it's so early. It's tough to say. I will say a, a, a big part, I, I think we all want to watch an exciting team. I think whether you work for the team or you're a fan or, you know, I'm a sports fan. I love all the major sports and, 
Uh, I think there's there's teams that are more exciting than others that you want to turn the TV on and watch day in and day out. And I think we have an exciting group. You know, I think there's a lot of different types of profiles on this team, whether it's a show, hey, you can do things on a baseball field that other people can't do, whether it's Mike Trout, whether it's David Fletcher, you know, whether it's an Albert Pujols, Jared Walsh, uh, and even on the mound when you look at, at some of the stars, like Dylan Bundy, the way he goes about it and does it, and then you watch, you know, you watch Chris Rodriguez come in and do what he did, uh, his debut, and Mike Myers, and just the, the entire group. So I think it's an exciting club. I think it's a little, obviously, early in the season, and, and there's a long, long, long ways to go. But you know, we're we're excited to see how, how this thing goes uh, going forward. Perry, we got to talk about Shohei. I, I would imagine you had some preconceived notions when you took this job, just watching him from afar, being in the National League East, not a whole lot of interaction with the American League West. But now being here with this Angels club, seeing Shohei Otani in person, just what are your thoughts on Shohei, the baseball player, and the human being? Yeah, he's, he's an outstanding human being, great worker, uh, really competitive. Um, I'm, I was, I don't want to say surprised is the wrong word, but I think we saw it yesterday. He can be, can be emotional in a good way, and, and, and he's, you know, he's got goals he wants to he wants to achieve, and he puts in the work to achieve those goals. So. I had a chance to watch him a lot in Japan, saw him three years in a row, and I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised by what we've seen so far. Uh, he's done that before, obviously not, not at this level, but, you know, I think, I think it's the first four games or something for him to build off of, and, and uh, he's sky's the limit for him. It's been a big talking point, and it's funny seeing how the baseball world has kind of been split 50-50. And, you know, I'm, I'm not asking you to, to second-guess a manager here, but Joe Madden's decision basically to stick with Shohei Otani in that spot was to you know help get him that extra confidence and develop that. How encouraged are you by what that relationship has been like from the players and Joe to this point and, and seeing how this culture is changing? I think Joe's outstanding. He's got, he's got reasons why for, for everything he does, and, and when you sit down with them and talk to them, they're pretty good. So I think uh, one of the – I've said this before, and I'll say it again, one of the most attractive things about taking this job is having a manager like that in the dugout who, who knows how to get the best out of people. And you know, I think I think leaving Shohei in the game and him striking out that hitter, I know it didn't go how he wanted it to go, but he did strike the hitter out. I would have ended the inning if things went as planned. <laughs> uh, you know, but I think for him, it's something definitely something to build off of. And you know, I think Joe's about trust, and he he allowed Joey to work himself out of that inning. And you know, I think he's he's done that with some other guys, allowing guys to maybe hit in spots where maybe other people don't think they should be hitting, or bringing certain guys in in the pen at certain spots. So he's he knows what he's doing, and that's that's very comforting for me. You know, with Shohei, it's so fascinating as we're talking with Angels general manager Perry Manazian right now. With with Shohei, he, for a lot of times, you keep hearing the phrase that you know that the bubble wrap was on Shohei his first few years in the major leagues. You guys have basically removed that. He has gotten a lot of freedom. I would just like to hear some of your perspective on what brought you to the point to, to give Shohei more freedom and, and kind of let him compete in a way that maybe he hadn't before in the major league level. What, what kind of got you to that spot? Yeah, just my experiences with players. You know, coming into this, I know there was talk of maybe he should just pitch or maybe he should just hit. Uh, for me, 
from the outside looking in, and, and a lot of it has to do with seeing him in the past. You know, I saw him do both. I saw him be really productive doing both, and I didn't see any reason why that can't happen here. Uh, so that, that had a big part of it. And just input from the coaching staff and Joe and the support staff. And, you know, I, for me at least, you know, and, I, and Joe, we're on the same page on this. We want players to be comfortable and go out and play and do what they can do. And that was our message to show. You know, Shohei was, hey, go out there and just play. You know, don't worry about this or don't worry about that. Just let your natural ability take over and compete. And that's what he's done. I'll tell you, one of the neat things with this team is how it's changed so rapidly in the bullpen. And I was uh, a little surprised, not super surprised, but when I saw the stat, there was only one reliever on the opening day roster that was on the 2020 opening day roster in the bullpen, uh, that being Mike Myers. That kind of goes to show a complete overhaul of this bullpen. Perry, why was the bullpen an area that you felt was so important to just attack right away and to completely overhaul uh, what you guys were doing as far as uh, relief pitching was concerned? Yeah, bullpen was a priority. This rotation was a priority. Bullpen was a priority taking this job. You know, I that, that was the, I think the bullpen in today's game is even more important than it's been in the past. I think your bullpen gets challenged night in and night out, whether that's in a win or a loss. So that was an area where we felt like we needed to make some changes and try and switch things up to a certain extent. We were able to do that. You know, we added some, obviously, right cell in the ninth inning we feel really good about. And the rest of the bullpen kind of came together, whether it's a Claudio or a Guerra or a C-Sheck or Watson late. You know, we've got some veteran guys that have been there and done that, understand the moment, aren't scared of the big pitch, big at bat, uh, different moments in the game. and. It's like a position player. I look at it as a position player who's really versatile, right, who can play short, play second, play center. We've got a handful of relievers that can fill different roles. If you need them to go two innings and, and, and you know, eat some innings during a game, they can. If you need if you hand them the ball in the ninth inning in a big spot, they're not going to be scared. They're going to relish the opportunity and go like we saw Garrett do the other night. And I think we have a bullpen that's very flexible that can do a lot of different things. Yeah, a lot of multi-inning guys, and, and you've also you know got pitchers that show a bunch of different looks, which is uh, pretty interesting, too. You know, we've heard Joe Madden use the phrase 1985 baseball with this Angels team when it comes to the style that you're looking to play. Uh, I, I just kind of want to get some of your thoughts on what you think 1985 baseball means and what it means as far as 2021 Angels baseball is going to look like this year. I think the 1985, I, I think it's – Go out and play, and that's that's basically the the mantra: is go give it what you have that particular day and go play and leave it all on the field. And I think that's what we've displayed the first four games, and I think we'll display that the rest of the season. So that's what I take away from from the 1985 theme: is we we prepare, we do what we need to do from a research standpoint before the game, and but once the game starts, go play. So. Uh, you know, I think the guys have done a good job of adapting to that. I know we we talked a moment ago about what, what Joe Madden has brought in, and, and I know it's probably hard to see what it was like in the past um, when you weren't a part of the organization before uh, this offseason, but it, it does feel like there is a, a brand-new culture, a brand-new vibe, a different feeling and energy with this club. 
I just kind of want to know from you, how important was that to establish so early um, when, when you're taking over at a new place and it's a brand new regime and a brand new thought? It's hard to see these kind of changes happen so fast. Uh, but yeah. what has kind of been behind that? Yeah, so I think that just comes with experience. I've been I've been a part of a lot of different major league clubs and I've had the opportunity to see what, what works, what doesn't. Um, I've seen teams that should have been better than they were, seen teams that have overachieved and you know, taking those lessons from the past when I took this job, I felt like makeup would be really, really important. And obviously talent too. You know, we need talented guys that can play, but makeup was going to be a big part of this thing and you know, turning over the roster to a certain extent and bringing in some guys that have won before and been part of winning teams that, you know, it's hard. Once you win, you know, you never want to lose again. And if you ask some of these guys that have been there, whether it's a Dexter Fowler, whether it's a Kurt Suzuki, whether it's an Albert Pujols, I mean, we've got some guys on this club that have done some really good things. And, um, you know, we, you, the two things that really – for myself and baseball operations were competitiveness and pedigree. We want competitive guys with some pedigree, with a back of the baseball card. So we feel like we were able to add some of those types of players to this mix. And, um, you know, I think overall it's the makeup of the club is, is what we wanted to accomplish this offseason. And we feel like it's going to show itself throughout the course of the year and, and be a positive it fires me up hearing you talk about that. And you can see it with this Angels team, no question. Uh, last thing for me, Perry, and I think that one of the guys that embodies exactly what you're talking about is your second baseman, David Fletcher, able to extend him or sign him, I should say, to a five-year deal. He gets a new contract. Um, I would imagine that was rewarding for you to be able to keep a player like this that is so popular, that does so many things right, uh, to keep them with this Angels club, being that he's from here on top of it. Uh, what was the experience like in um, being able to make sure that David Fletcher is an Angel long-term? Yeah, it was a, it was a great experience working with his representation, the Ballinger Group, Steve Rath, Jeff Flores. You know, they're straight shooters. They're great to work with. I've known those guys for a while. And, you know, working with Fletch, he's, he wanted to be here, and we wanted him here. He is the exact type of player we want to be about. This guy wakes up thinking about the game. He goes to sleep thinking about the game. He'll do whatever it takes to help us win ball games. And, you know, it's, he's one of those players, I, I said this the other day, he's He's one of those players you take your 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 son your, your da, I'm sorry your son or daughter to a game and you know they might be looking at Mike Trout or they might be looking at Shohei or Anthony at third and you give a little tap on the shoulder and say hey make sure you watch the second baseman play so he's he's a heck of a player he's a heck of a person you know one of the things at the end of the negotiations that he was really passionate about um, was his charity foundation that he has and you know I. I thought he was calling. I thought his reputation was calling. His representation was calling to ask maybe for more uh, more financial security, and that was not the case. It was we just want to make sure you guys will help us with our foundation and, and, and partner up with us there, and that was something we, we were honored to, to do. So they really excited about that, and couldn't be happier for David and his wife, and and, and for us as an organization. That is so cool and so classic, Fletch. Hey, Perry, thank you so much for the time here. We sincerely appreciate it. I hope uh, you're getting at least some sleep these days, uh, calling the shots here in your first season as a general manager. But uh, so far, so good. Let's keep this thing going, man. 
I appreciate it. Anytime. All right. Take care, Perry. Thank you. You want the latest on the Halos? Yeah, we'll just go right to the boss. Talk to Angels GM Perry Manazian right there. Appreciate him giving us that kind of time. Did want to touch on a couple of other things. For one, Ty Buttry has stepped away from baseball, retiring at the age of 28. He says he doesn't want to be known as baseball Ty. He wants to be just Ty. And he's walked away from the game, completely his decision. And this was something that was determined independent on wherever the Angels were going to put him to start the year. Um, had it been in the big leagues, had it been at the alternate site, Ty Buttry said he was done. He was he was not in love with baseball um, and wanted to, to step away from the game. And um, here on the Angels Recap Podcast, we do want to send our best to Ty and uh, wish him well and whatever's next for him in life. I've always appreciated talking with Ty. I've always enjoyed our conversations. Um, big time friend of this show, and um, I'm, I'm going to miss Ty in the Angels clubhouse. But um, if he's got to if he's got to do this to get away from the game to do what is best for him well then uh, good on him good luck the rest of the way and you know the angels have brought in a lot of really good bullpen pieces that uh, they'll be able to uh, recover as far as the bullpen is concerned but um you know just bigger than baseball bigger than anything else you just want everybody to to find happiness in life and and for Ty Budry, he says he can find that without baseball. So uh, that's uh, the decision that Ty Budry made. Also, uh, congratulations, the new manager of Team USA Baseball, former manager Mike Sosha. Now, Sosha said uh, in his press conference after being introduced as the manager of Team USA that uh, it's his choice that he doesn't want any kind of uh, other major league coaching opportunities um, as a manager at the big league level. He says he's done, but uh, he's going to be coaching Team USA and representing uh, the United States states here as they uh, try to get to the olympics in tokyo this upcoming summer if i could add a personal note there i don't think team usa could have possibly done any better than making mike Sosha their manager okay that's gonna do it for us here on the angels recap podcast keep on following the halos as their season uh, continues this week they've got a road trip coming up they're gonna play four games against the toronto blue jays those games are gonna be played at the blue jays spring training site in Dunion, Florida. So four games against Toronto and then three games in Kansas City before they get the off day Thursday. Come on back home for a homestand against the Minnesota Twins and Texas Rangers. So that is what is on the horizon for the Halos. My name is Trent Rush. Thanks for joining us here on the Angels Recap Podcast. Thanks to Hannah Stang and everybody at AM830 to help put this together as well. Have a great rest of your day and let's keep on enjoying fun in 21 as Roger Lodge is calling it. Take care everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.